0: Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Tracy Principe, and this is the first episode of podcast, Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. So I am talking about a subject that no one seems to really be talking about, and it's a subject that uh, carries a lot of guilt and shame, and so we keep it a secret. We don't tell anyone. We just swipe it away, sweep it under the rug, and we don't talk about it. So I'm here to open up this conversation and let's talk about it. If you are feeling alone in this, there are so many people going through this very exact same thing. So who is this for? I'll tell you. Navigating no contact with toxic parents is for you. If you had childhood trauma and abuse, it would have been sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, you were abandoned, a parent died, they left, your parents got divorced. If you yourself weren't touched but you watched somebody else be touched. That's trauma. That's abuse. So when those things happen to us by our primary caregivers, our parents, especially a mother, we develop coping skills as adults. And we walk around with those coping skills and those usually show up in relationships. um, But they show up in all areas of our lives but you're gonna most see those in relationships. So if you have parents that did not meet your needs, they did not keep you safe, they did not protect you, they hurt you, they didn't love you, they weren't affectionate, they were not emotionally there for you, they shut you down, they told you to be quiet, they slapped you, then you definitely developed coping skills as an adult. Now, as an adult, those parents that raised you are much the same as they were back then. So, as an adult, you still try to respond to your parents, and you're looking for acceptance, you're looking for acknowledgement, you're looking for love, and you still aren't going to get it, and you don't get it, but you keep going back, As a child, you didn't have a choice, but you do have a choice as an adult. But why do we do this? For many reasons, which I'm about to go into. Does this resonate for you? Can you see this? Your parents haven't changed much, so they still, as an adult, are manipulating you, uh, verbally abusing you. They might gaslight you ghost you all of those tactics might have changed a little bit um but they're still abusing you in some way and you put up with it you don't set boundaries you give in you try to reason and logic use logic and reason with them try to explain yourself you defend yourself and this is just a hamster wheel that goes around and around and around and nothing really changes so think about your parents for a minute your mother your father either one or both and take a look at the dynamic Most of the time, you're going to have a parent uh, that's a narcissist, that is an alcoholic or an addict of some sort, that has some other mental illness or personality disorder, um, or maybe they're just controlling. Maybe they're any and all of those things. And then you have another parent that is the codependent or the enabler. Um, And so what's the dynamic between your parents if they're still together If your parents chose another partner, is it it still a similar dynamic? Um, Think about those things. Your parents might have been alcoholics when you were a kid, and they're still alcoholics. Um, If there's a mental illness or they're narcissists, that's probably not going to change if they never got help. So if they are not getting help, uh, they're not getting into a treatment program or a 12-step program... They are not seeking out therapy or medication, um, then they, you know, they're they're just not going to change. It's just not going to happen. So what I always like to tell people is the number one thing that you have to do, and the very first step that I do with my clients, is that you have to give up the fantasy that they're ever going to change because they're not. The only time they might change is if they got sober, if they got clean, if they got on the right medication, saw a therapist. But even then, you would want hard physical evidence of them really trying to change and giving them plenty of time to really make those changes before you you know, allowed yourself to let them back in your life again? Because how many times have you let them back in your life and the same thing happened again and again and again? And here's what happens with that. Every time you experience that, you're re-traumatizing yourself. So let me ask you, when you have done that, what happens? You experience anxiety. You experience Basically feeling terrible about yourself. You might even experience nausea and stomach upset. Uh, You might go into a depression. You might just cry and want to go to sleep. You just feel terrible. So every time you do that, your body is having a response to those old trauma patterns from your childhood. And... This hurts your body, it hurts your cells, it hurts you, and you could take days to come out of it. And so I wanna ask you, how is that serving you? Is it time to go no contact with your toxic parent? Maybe you've already tried low contact and that hasn't worked out very well. Low contact can work sometimes. But it usually doesn't because the problem is, is these types of toxic parents do not respond to boundaries. They don't respond, they have no respect for boundaries, and they just don't respond to boundaries. So oftentimes, because of the the lack of respect, um, and they can often be volatile and angry, no contact is the only way it is the only way. Now, a lot of people might disagree with me on this, and that's okay. Um, I know years ago in therapy, uh therapist told me to you know work things out with my mother just to keep it neutral, keep it in a neutral place, meet her in public, and you know do a quick coffee uh, and I did that for a while did that for a while but then I got to thinking you know why am I doing this? Uh, you know why am I doing things like this? and so one day I decided I didn't want to do that anymore and that going no contact was the only way that I could truly begin to heal myself because when all your energy is focused on the other person and trying to defend yourself and trying to um use logic and reason it takes up so much energy it takes up all your energy and resources and you're burned out and you're exhausted and the focus is always on them the drama so when you can cut yourself off from that and give yourself some time and space to heal that's when you can focus on yourself and really get to know who you are because when we come from these environments we don't even know who we are we didn't get that secure attachment message to be able to do that our messages were very confusing very shameful very hard to understand and we internalized it and we took on all the shame and the guilt being a bad kid so think about the no contact and how that might work for you now one of the ramifications of going no contact is other family members can um, you know brothers, sisters, cousins whoever else you're close to in the immediate family uh, they can turn on you and side with, um, just like, you know, people side with abusers, they can turn on you and side with the parent. And again, what you have to understand is all those family members came from that same cloth. They were cut from the same cloth. So, if your, you know, mother and father have brothers and sisters and your parents I can assure you came from some kind of trauma because it just gets passed down over and over again until somebody like you is saying no more I want to break this cycle because I want a better life for myself and my children. But if you look at your parents and you look at their brothers and sisters your aunts and uncles that were raised in that same household they are operating from their wounds. And then if you look at your cousins, the children of those brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, they got cut from that same cloth, and that got passed down to them as well, just like it got passed down to you. But until somebody and all those family members, and oftentimes it is only going to be you that's going to stand up and say, Hey, no more of this. Is anybody with me? And you're going to be the only one standing up. It's, nobody else is going to be with you. So you have to understand that. It is the that, you know, trailblazer, that warrior that is going down the path alone. Because people aren't ready for that kind of change. They aren't ready to deal with it. And they would prefer to stay, you know, in that conditioned, wounded place. Because facing your pain and feeling your feelings is not easy. Okay? And that's why we develop addictions and coping mechanisms and ways to numb out. There's a million ways we can numb out and find an addiction. And that's what humans do. And so to actually sit with your pain and feel your feelings isn't easy but i assure you you will have freedom and peace and maybe some joy that you never thought possible you'll get to know yourself you'll have better relationships and most importantly you'll learn how to be present for yourself and for your own children and you will break that terrible cycle of abuse that gets passed down over and over and over again. So, let's talk a little bit about the guilt and the shame and the conditioning. So, one of the other things that I see come up a lot with people is just the guilt and the shame and the conditioning around being the better person. I must forgive my parents, especially if you have religious conditioning. You know, I must forgive no matter what. That's my mother. And then we feel shameful talking to other people because they don't understand. They might even say things like, oh, aren't you over that? You're an adult. That happened when you were a child. Just get over it. And these are well-meaning individuals. They just don't know what to say. So they are not able to hold space for us. They're not able to witness us or validate us. And so when talking to people like this, it can make us feel worse and feel more alone because nobody understands why we want to do this. Nobody understands. So it makes it hard, and we feel bad, and we second-guess ourselves. Because again, we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust ourselves, because nobody was there to mirror that back to us as children. So we learn to not trust ourselves. We don't trust our intuition. And so we continue with the conditioning of putting on masks and layers to be another person to feel worthy and validated by our parents but we can put on as many masks and be a different person and we still won't get that love because they're not capable they just are not capable so the sooner that we can come to that realization the sooner we can move on With our own healing. Maybe for the first time in your life, maybe for the first time in your life, you're going to experience healing. And what true healing is it's feeling your feelings, feeling your emotions in your body, which you've most likely never done before because you were a child. And your nervous system went into survival mode. And it stayed in survival mode. And as an adult, you still don't feel safe. So you're in survival mode. What does that mean? That means you could be in fight, flight, or freeze, or any combination of those. And it's not a cognitive mind thing. It is a body thing. It is a nervous system thing. If you're hearing this information for the first time, does it make sense? So you might have froze up because you were afraid and you froze. You might have hidden in a closet. You couldn't get up and walk away. And so you froze, you shut down. Or you experienced fight or flight where you did try to stand up for yourself or some other sibling. Any of those responses are your nervous system responding to stress, trying to keep you safe. But you have nowhere to go. You're a child. So your nervous system takes all the that stress and trauma and it's compounded in your nervous system so when you go out in the world as, as an adult your nervous system and your body remembers that trauma even if you don't and that can show up in a multitude of ways to cause so many problems so think of it like a cup full of water the cup is already full and you're trying to add more water. What happens? It spills over and out onto the, you know, counter. And that is your nervous system already overloaded from childhood taking on more stresses as an adult, which we already have because we live in a stressful world with a lot of stimulation, a lot of distractions, overloading our nervous system. And so your nervous system and your body can't take it anymore and that compounded over time with your nervous system unregulated, it's going to cause disease. It's going to cause disease in your body. And if you are still going back to your parents um, and experiencing some form of abuse as an adult, And you know exactly what that feels like because you feel like shit. That is your nervous system responding to that childhood trauma. Or you get into a toxic relationship of your own with someone who also might be an addict, alcoholic, narcissist, or have other issues and their own trauma. And your nervous system is responding because that's what's familiar And you are wired for that. It's not your fault. You are wired for more drama. And that's why oftentimes adults with childhood trauma make really bad decisions in all areas of their life. Make really bad decisions because you don't have the capacity to choose good partners to make good financial decisions, um, whatever it happens to be, you don't have the capacity to do that because you weren't shown how. So we make bad decisions. And that bad decision could include our parents who are still harming us, even though we're adults and we have a choice to say no more, to set some boundaries and stick to them. And say, just because you're my parents, I don't have to put up with this. I'm not available for this anymore. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm not available. The other things that a lot of my clients do, they they want acknowledgement so bad. They'll write letters of, you know, how how they were hurt Um you know, what, what parents did, and the problem with that um, is, or they might even call or text or email or whatever, uh, is that most of the time they never get the, in fact, I would say nobody that I've ever worked with has gotten the acknowledgement that they wanted from sending out those letters. And so again, they're very hurt and crushed. They did not get the acknowledgement from sending out a letter like that. because those parents are not capable. Again, the parents are not capable of that. So if and when you're ready to go no contact, you don't owe anybody an explanation. You owe nobody an explanation for why you're going no contact. No explanation needed, just no co- no contact, or a very short explanation And that's it. That's all you have to do. They don't really deserve an explanation. I teach putting yourself first. I teach empowerment. I teach maybe self-care for the very first time. If you've never put yourself first, your self-care probably isn't very good. So once you start to learn, once you go no contact, you start to heal, you start to learn. It opens you up for so much more. It opens you up to see who you are. And that's building a foundation, a foundation that you've never had. You never got a foundation, and so you have to build one. It's not a linear process, it's not a straight line, it's squiggly. Lots of people might go no contact and then they have a break and they go contact again. There's no right or wrong here. It's a process and it's like I said, it's not a straight line so that happens and you don't have to beat yourself up about it. But once you get the tools to get stronger and feel really good and confident, it'll be less and less likely to fall back into those patterns. Usually what happens is, you know, around a birthday or a holiday or something like that is when people will make contact. And it might even go okay for a while, but it never stays that way. It always, you know, ends in drama, the same drama. And so it happens, and then you build your foundation, and you work at it again and that's usually you know somewhere along the lines is usually what happens with most of my clients is they just have a breaking point they have a breaking point and then that really is the no contact for good they're done you get to that place and you're done and it's actually pretty peaceful and it's um, easier when you get just to that point of being completely done And at that point, the parent has probably done something that is just unforgivable at that point. And you know you're done. You just know. And it becomes a lot easier. But this is a process that I help my clients walk them through and then begin healing themselves, which is the big task of once you cut out that drama, you can focus on yourself and look at why you do things the way that you do them. And empower yourself to do so much more and be who you really are. Because at this point you probably don't have a clue as to who you are. And that's okay. It's okay. None of this is your fault. None of it is your fault. These things happened. They were real. And now we get to do something about it. And now we get to heal. And this is one of the first steps. So I want to thank you for tuning in to this very first episode. I have a Facebook group with the same name, Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. That is my Facebook group. It's a very lively, engaged group, lots of really, really supportive souls. Um, It's amazing how everyone just offers really sound, solid advice and listening skills and just being present. So hopefully you'll join and find that a safe space to share. All right. Signing off on my first podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.